Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Untapped Podcast. My name is Jacob Gable. And my name is Jacob Ortz. Guys, welcome to Season 3, Episode Number 7. Let's go! Let's go, dude. Guys, if this is your first time joining us for the Untapped Podcast, first of all, welcome and thank you for choosing us to listen to, guys. We actually have five main formats of our show. First, and this was our last episode, we have Forging Fortitude episodes. These are probably some of my favorites personally. But on this, in these episodes, we cover the mental side of things. Okay, we go over a lot of our anecdotal experiences as far as mindset and mentality go, and we try to pass on as much advice as we can to you guys so that you might be able to take that and apply it to your life. Next, we have physical vitality episodes. Okay, you have two certified personal trainers here. In those episodes, we talk all about the physical side of things. Okay, so we go over the gym workouts, fitness in general, diet and nutrition in general, and things like outdoor workouts as well because we love those. So that's what we'll cover in those episodes. Nice, dude. Our final three formats, guys. First one is our breaking news format. That is a very current event-based format is what you have today. Um, it is how history connects to current events. It's anything going on currently in the world. A lot of times, we again, we talk United States-based just because we are based in the United States, of course, sure. for those of you that are international listeners. Um, and then we also do touch on our opinions on those subjects. And, you know, we kind of discuss whether or not to freak out about this or if it's BS, that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. Now, our next format is night's table episodes. Those are masculinity based episodes. They're phenomenal. They're probably my favorite personally. And it is just when we, we try to build and we aim to build strong, masculine protector provider type men yeah. that we can inject back into society. Definitely. That's our goal there. Um, and our final format is our guest format. Now, those of you that listen to other podcasts, you can probably guess what that is, is when we sit down with somebody that's a fitness professional, entrepreneur, anybody that brings you value, and we have a great conversation with them. Mm -hmm. And then our final thing to introduce is our producer and my brother, Mitchell Gable. What's new? Oh my gosh, that probably sounded rough. On, on the, <laughs> I sound good. On the mic. I got the headphones on. <laughs> I think that thing's nasally over there. Yes. For those yes, of you that is. don't know, Mitchell did have a, a surgery on his nose um, that did not listen to last episode. That thing... That thing's a goner. He's Kardashian mode. He right he met the Kardashian and was like, oh shit, I gotta get a nose job. Yeah, that's, yep. that's exactly how it went. Actually, yeah. I got yeah. a BBL too. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. That's funny, dude. That's funny. Yeah, he did. Yep, it's oh, cool. Yeah. It looks good. They yeah, did a good it looks, job. Looks good. It's that, cool. That yeah. thing, dang it. Yeah, he, he he took a trip to Doctor Miami. Cheeked as, up as young, on a Tuesday, as, as young Dolph would say, Doctor Miami trip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, that's funny. That's funny. But <laughs> that's Mitch great. is back with us. Um, no longer just in spirit, as yep. I made him sound like he was dead in our last episode. <laughs> That's so funny you said it that. Was oh, funny. man. It was funny. But guys, today we have uh, a breaking news episode. And this is, a, uh, this is a pretty important one that I feel like, or we feel like, isn't being talked about a lot mm -hmm. or enough. Um, and this is something that's very, very important. Um, you know, the, there's a lot of tactics that are being used against us as the American people right now to distract us from real issues yep. such as this one, mm -hmm. because this one is a very, very real issue and it has to do with immigration um, and, and illegal immigration specifically. Yep. And, um, you know, immigration as a whole has really been turned into a race thing um, probably since like 2016 when Trump took office, mm -hmm. um, you know, cause he had ideas of building the wall, wanting to build the wall and, and, People tried to play it as a race thing, and it had absolutely zero to do with race, um, and and it had just more to do with keeping illegal people out of our country. It was nothing against people coming into the country. We just want them to do it legally. The proper way, yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and the fact that that was turned into a, a, a racism topic 
just makes no sense at all. And obviously, yeah. like we know how that all went down with Trump. They tried to find anything and everything to paint him as, you know, racist or misogynist or, you know, whatever. Yep. Um, but this episode is not about Trump. It's about immigration. Um, something that has been turned into uh, fiery. Like, I don't know what's, yeah. the, what's the word well, for that. I, I, the way I want to phrase it, too, is like um, what a lot of people forget about immigration. Mm-hmm. And it's obviously it's been a very common thing and, and a thing that's been going on for a while in the United States. I mean, we've had it pretty much instilled since we, how it became, started. we became yeah. an actual country because that's the reason how we started. Sure. What's interesting too is like even people like Irish Americans at first when they were when they were immigrating over, they were discriminated against. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people forget that. Yeah. And I, I don't know how they could tell if they're Irish American, but you know, that's another well, conversation. I, I would know, imagine like, the accent. Yeah, I would if they came no, from you're right, Ireland. You're right. Yeah. Um, um, it was definitely the accent, but they were discriminated against as well. And so, and every group in Asian history Americans, has somehow, yeah, yeah. Asian Americans were putting, you know, not, uh, during World War Literally II, in camps. that's, they were putting yeah. camps. So right. it's, it's happened to all these, these groups that they, and then they started comparing, you know, any type of racism. Now the current, the current thing is now, uh, this illegal immigration crisis we have going yeah. on in our country right now. Right. And it's interesting because, <laughs> because when they get here, they don't get discriminated against unless the media tells you they do. That's sure. It. Mm-hmm. And all that happens is they come here and they work and they live like the rest of Americans. They do it legally. Right, right. And they're also treated the same as the rest of Americans. Yeah. So all that all that stuff, you know, any type of prejudice against Asian Americans, Irish Americans, you know, any past race that immigrated here or like, mm. you know, whatever, that is not, that's not a thing anymore. But they're trying to use that that fuel from the past racism. Mm-hmm. They're, still, they're still trying to use that pot to then fuel this conversation about right. illegal immigration, right. so they can just pump illegals into this country, right? Which we know has its negatives, and we're going to talk about that. Yeah, exactly. And and the fact that that race is such a hot button topic right now, it's like we are not in the '60s anymore. Like this stuff was solved. This stuff was solved already. When there was actual raci- racism and race problems, like actually on the books, like yeah, racist policies were on the books oh, yeah. at that point in time. Yes, no doubt about yeah, it. Exactly. The current president was a part of some of those big ones. Yeah, but, well, but we're not going to talk right, about 1994 that. crime bill. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But the the fact that it's being re brought up now, like most people don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, are there still some legitimately racist people out there? Yes. On on any any race against any race. Yes. Yeah, exactly. One hundred percent. Yeah. And that's just. I don't think people understand that humans are never just going to like solve an issue one hundred percent. Racism sure. is never going to be one hundred percent gone. But right. is it off the books? Yes. Exactly. Is there equal opportunity? Yes. Is there is there equal enforcement of the law? Maybe not. That could be questioned at times. Sure. Not not just like black people being pulled over, black people being shot. That's not necessarily what I mean, but. The laws are a little uh, watered down right now. <laughs> yeah, they don't apply to. We'll, we'll, a we'll lot definitely of have a crime. We'll definitely have a crime conversation in the future. Definitely, because that's too, another yeah. relevant topic. Yes, one that, that, that actually matters somewhat to illegal immigration in a lot of ways. Too. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the people that come over illegally are criminals, and are being released from prisons from other countries, and those other countries are sending them to the U.S. to cause havoc on their own dime. But again, no one's talking about that. Like literally, other countries yep. are releasing some of their like most highly targeted criminals from their prison, sending them to the U.S. border on their own dime. Well, I mean, the cartel also, you know, smuggles people across the border. Oh yeah, that then they can use as as you know sleeper agents, so to speak, or right. ter- or cells right. of the cartel. 
right. as well. And right. again, we don't we don't mention that at all. Right. In, instead, we just say let let everybody in instead of having an actual system. And sure, could the assist the system probably be more efficient? I'm sure it could be. But it has to be thorough. But it has to be thorough. Yeah. 100%. It can't just be like, uh, we're coming from Venezuela, a communist country, let us in. Well, no. Like, we're going to need a little bit more information. We're going to need to, you know, do all the testing and all right, this stuff. Right. You have to learn our laws. You have to learn our constitution. You have to learn how life works in the United States of America. Then, and only then, should you be allowed to come into the country. You know, like, Americans can't just move to other countries. You have to go through that process. Yep. And each country is different. A lot of those European countries are very racist, actually, too. Well, and they're just, yeah. they're just, they want to keep their people or their own people. That's, yeah, the, in ra- their the racism and like the, yeah, the, the borders conversation, they're very strict on their own borders, which is good. Yeah. But they're also, you know, and that we don't, we're not, we don't talk about, you know, South Korea or China and how racist they can be, well, too. Sure. But of sure. course, of course not with the racist conversations. But you're right. It's, it's all about just being secure on your own border and mm-hmm. allowing the correct people in. Right. And being smart about how you let people in, whether it's even tourists or whether you're giving people green cards, visas, whatever. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Yep. It needs to be a filtered, controlled process. Yeah. 100%. Because right now, people coming across the southern border are not only coming from Mexico. There are people coming from Eastern Europe. There are people coming from Asia. Mm. A lot of military-aged males coming flooding into our country. You think that's just a coincidence? No, that's an invasion. Yep. They they phrase it as it's all women and children when it's it's right. not at all. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, I heard um Dean Stott actually said something about this on one of Andy Frisell's latest episodes. Dean Stott's a former special forces guy from Britain. And he said, um, because on this note of it always being women and children is what they say, in Afghanistan, when that withdrawal happened, all of the men stayed. And fought for the country, defended whoever, the women and children were able to get out, and they left. In Ukraine, the men left, and the women and children stayed. And that is all part of a plan to portray it as women and children being slaughtered in Ukraine. And it's just like, wow. Like, that is so messed up. It is so messed up. But anyway, guys, what we want to specifically talk about with immigration, what's going on right now in the United States, is Title 42. Mm. And if you haven't heard about it, we're going to go over what it what it is, um, why it's ending, and just what it means for the country, essentially. So what is Title 42? Mm. Go ahead. Yeah, Title 42, guys, it is a, what do we call it, Trump-era policy, so to speak. Well, that's, yeah. that's the, it's the second time it's been used, but yeah. it was used back in the 1900s. Yeah, also. so we're, yeah. and we're going to dive Pretty in-depth this. We literally have definitions up here for you guys, which is great. You can also check this out on Political and Fox News, where we found some of this stuff as mm-hmm. well. We did find um, a little bit from NBC. A little bit also. from NBC as well. Yeah. Um, so we kind of went around the, the bases, so to speak, yes. and kind of looked everywhere yes. for this, as, just so we you know get a clear picture. Um, but basically, this, like Wirt said, it was put in place in 1929 during a meningitis outbreak, mm-hmm. um, and I believe it was Chinese and Philippines, yeah. um, F- Filipino, I guess I should say, uh, residents. That ships, I think it was what it yeah, was. Yeah, because because yep. I believe at the time there was a meningitis outbreak in those areas, but yeah. we didn't have a, a certain issue with it here. We just right. were like, oh, like let's not let's not mess with it here. Mm-hmm. Now it was enacted in in 2020 when COVID was a thing um, as a again public health policy because at the time we thought COVID was dangerous. Um, but but Ma- masks work. Yeah, <laughs> masks totally work. Um, but at the time it was implemented right around that 
you know, they call it Trump era, but it was mm-hmm. right at the end of his presidency and they blame everything about COVID on Trump. Um, but it about that time, it basically said, okay, we are going to immensely slow the flow over the border because of the COVID public health policy at this time. Right. So it was to basically, I, it wasn't to halt immigration from what we read, right? No, Correct? it just slowed yeah. it down and it, it basically, it gives the federal government the authority to take emergency action yeah. when there's a communicable disease outbreak. Yeah. Which um, I believe the CDC and then the, the Department of Health and Human Services have a big hand in yes. determining whether or not an emergency is going on. Right. Now, uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later as well. So obviously, because of the fact that this is a communicable disease and COVID you know, spread pretty quickly at the time, it also... Um, because of the fact that it spread quickly, we didn't want you know a bunch of people flooding over the border at this time. Now, why Title Forty Two is a big deal, and why and why you know we're even talking about this is because it's actually about to expire. Um, yeah. There was a certain, I, I believe it was a three year limit on it um, of what it, I believe so, anyways, of what they put as like the starting limit of you know use of this Title Forty Two again. Mm-hmm. Um, and because it's about to expire, we currently have 700,000 total migrants waiting at the border yeah. um, to come in. Now, all this does is once Title 42 expires, is it goes back to the former immigration policy. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that was called which, Title 8. Yeah, Title Title 8, which is, I believe, a little bit more loose than what Title yeah. 42 had, and that's kind of the idea, and there was less restrictions because of that. So it leaves the concern, guys, of this expiring within the next you know, a little bit of time now, I believe it's next few weeks or so. Um, because of that, um, good Mitchell, go ahead. Yeah. It's just, just a matter of speed. So title four allows you to expel people way quicker because it's a health emergency, mm. but title eight under like normal immigration laws, you could actually like have, pr- there's punishment. So like if a person enters the country illegally and they're caught, they could face prison time or they're deported et cetera, et cetera. If they re-enter again, they could be in prison for like five years. So gotcha. with the actual immigration laws now that we're back to normal, quote unquote, which will be in place, I think, on May 11th, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is May 10th we're recording on. Oh. Uh, Good timing. Yeah. The So people will face punishment with the normal laws, but it takes a lot longer. Mm-hmm. So that's why everyone's gathering because there's – going to be a much slower process for them getting right. expelled out of the country right. ba- basically they know that if they come into the country they're either they hopefully run their chance of not getting caught right and then and but if they do they hopefully run their chance of even you know getting away with it at this point in time right. because they it'll take them however long and they want to go back to their their hellhole country right at that point in time is the right. idea of it yeah right mm-hmm. well and what's crazy about this too guys so he mentioned a couple times you know it's expiring here there's a deadline title 42 can only end one of two ways mm. Either the HHS, which you said um, earlier was the Health and Human yep. Services, has a deadline, or the CDC director can determine when a pandemic or when a health crisis is over, and that'll automatically lift Title 42. And he actually had a quote, and this is the most ridiculous thing, but it's, quote, whichever occurs first. There's just no urgency in that. You know, there's no... There's no urgency yeah. in that. There's no... And that was a CDC like, director's quote, correct? Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. And uh, there's not only no urgency, but there's no, here's what we're going to do to fix it or prevent these 700,000 people from coming over the border all at once. Yeah. All at once. Because we're going to get into 
not only re the repercussions of this ending, um, but we're also going to get into what the Texas governor, Governor Abbott, is doing and is not doing to prevent and do his part in preventing illegal immigration when he likes to talk about it a lot. I mean, he's a he's a very that's red, like that's like his thing. Yeah. Yeah. Very red, very Republican governor in the great state of Texas. But what he's choosing to do right now is it just appears to be a political stunt. And honestly, we can just hop right into that because we just covered what Title 42 is and why it's ending, you know, what why that it's means, ending, how that works. Um, yeah. Guys, again, if you want more information or a deeper dive into what Title 42 is, just do some research on that. Um, but Governor Abbott down in Texas, all they've done so far, again, there's 700,000, 700,000. That's a lot of people. That is a lot of people that are gathering to come across the border. All they have done so far is put barbed wire, and it's about five or six feet tall. It's like three... There's like two on the ground and then one on top of it. Barbed wire going. I don't remember what the span of it was. Uh, uh, was it, it three it, miles? It, it gave details, but it was like an open. It was an open point in the border. Yes, it was a point where yeah. literally just a few days prior to them putting this barbed wire up, people, hundreds of people were flooding across. Um, so that's why they put this barbed wire in the specific spot on the border. <laughs> how, how that wasn't already how, fixed, how, I don't understand that I, like, one bit. We we have what? We have Border Patrol agents. We have Special Force Border Patrol agents and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. How, how do we miss these? Like, do we do we know these are there and they just it's just because of how slow our legislative system is? Like This well, is brutal, dude. There's that. There's all that to it. But I also know, and I don't know a ton about the Border Patrol, but I do know that they don't have the ability to do a ton like they can't just shoot people that come across the border, stuff like that. Yeah. Like obviously it's not open hunting, you know, it's not open season down there. It's like that one there was the one movie The Hunt where they were literally just hunting humans like that. Oh, like they they can't do that God. type of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Hunger or, Games. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah, definitely a dark Hunger Games type movie, but Yikes. it's okay. But they can't just do that. So I don't really mm. I mean, I think they just the videos you always see are just them driving their vehicles like catching up to people and then they talk to them and then nothing happens. Yeah, and and sometimes they every detain once them. in a while I might see them detained and yeah. you know, brought in somewhere. Yeah. Who knows though? But but to my knowledge, the border patrol is a bit handcuffed, no pun intended, by by the laws of the country and whatnot, yeah. um, and that they can't really do a ton other than basically be an intimidating force. But they're putting the barbed wire in this section. I can't remember how long it was. For some reason, three miles is sticking out and seven hundred feet is sticking out. So Mitch, if maybe you could look that up real quick. Um, in those articles or whatever. But that, and then he said that he was going to send 10,000 troops down, which that's a sizable force, obviously. Yep. A lot can be done with 10,000 troops. Uh, yeah, 100%. How, how much ground you can cover with that Absolutely. is the biggest thing. Yeah. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Uh, instead, he has sent 1,500. 1,500 to go up against or prevent... 700,000. I don't see us winning that. I don't see us preventing a whole lot of that. Yeah, we, we could, I guess, just like start start shooting, but at some point in time, you're going to run out of bullets. That's like, that's like some World War Z shit. No, that's, that's my first thought, you know because I mean? like at some point in time, you're just going to get overrun. I mean, Grant, I don't know if these migrants are planning to overrun things, but I would imagine yeah. if there's 700,000 of them, that's like damn near the same as a show of force. Pow power and numbers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Power and numbers there. Um but it just it makes no sense because Abbott he he talks about this a lot and how he's going to take a strong stand against immigration. He's going to protect his state of Texas, and that's great. 
And you should. And I want you to do that. I'm sure your citizens want you to do that. But why are you not? Why are you not doing your part to finish the wall? Because the wall has been built. It's just not finished. Yep. It's being built. I was literally just talking to someone, um, a teacher in one of the local school districts, and um, his his daughter's husband or cousin's daughter's husband, it doesn't matter, was working on the wall currently, was down in Texas working on the wall. So like it's happening, but because Abbott's response has been so minimal and so slow, it's not actually happening, and it's not doing its job. And we have things like this happening. Because Title 42, honestly, it probably should be lifted because we don't have a we don't health have crisis a health going health on. crisis going on, yeah. Exactly. So I'm not saying it should have never, never been Never did. Used. What? Never did. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, exactly. No, we literally never no, did. exactly, yeah. though. Um, and, that, and honestly, on that point, that's where some people try to, again, make Trump out as someone that was racist and is like, oh, I'm going to put Title 42 in place so that I can prevent all these people from coming in the country. It, it's always something. Yeah. It is. It it's, is it's always a, something. It's the same thing as a restrict act with TikTok. They're they're acting like it's a TikTok ban when in reality, you know, they're hiding stuff under it. This, right. is, this is what they do with legislation. They hide, yep. they hide bullshit under it yep. because they know that we're all going to just bicker and fall for it. We're well, gonna no going to read it. Exactly. Either. We're going to focus on... Of when it comes to legal immigration, we're gonna focus on the race shit, and then we're gonna go. We're gonna get distracted by the transgender or gender shit and stuff like that. Yeah, those two things are top. Like right. in my opinion, race and those two things, those are what distract us the most. So they know it's gonna take our eye off it. Unfortunately, right. with the barbed wire stuff, um, it's just it's just the classic political theater. Yes. Um, there's not really ever gonna be a drive to really fully complete the wall because then you mm-hmm. kind of be without a problem then. <laughs> And yeah, you're not w- wrong. What would politicians do then? Yes, they would. Um, so I'd say it's not necessarily. He gets a lot of funds. Number one, from the federal government to support mm-hmm. the wall. So Texas mm-hmm. gets a lot of federal funding. Yep. So why would you do that and get your federal funding removed? Mm-hmm. And then on that point too. The people who suffer are the people who actually live in these areas right next to the border. Yeah, like El Paso um, and all that stuff too. Like Brownsville. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and that's where all this is happening. Oh, there we go. That's that's something we could also. That sounded horrible in my headphones when I breathed in. Sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just sucking in air. Over that was there. bad. Mouth but breathing. The the point is is until you have citizens mm. in office mm-hmm. who actually realize what it is to actually be a citizen in that area, mm-hmm. you're going to have the same thing forever. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not going to have, you know, individuals who may decide to, oh, I don't know, completely force people, not not just, oh, we'll detain you and then we'll release, but you will be forcibly removed back to your home country. If you will return, we will imprison you for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no other way around that. Yeah. Right there. Um, so I, I think it's just going to continue to happen, unfortunately. It's not going to really be resolved. Yeah. I mean, it's the same way that, like, Nancy Pelosi denies that there's a home homeless problem in San Francisco. She's such a bimbo. She is an well, absolute well, certified bimbo. Well, and oh my word, dude. But it's the, it's the exact same play. It's, to, it's that the fact that she denies that there's a homeless problem in her district. Her district is San Francisco. There's a massive, massive yeah, homeless problem there's in the whole state of California. Everywhere. There's turds, there's well, needles all on the... Yeah. Well, and there's just people everywhere. Like, yeah. I've seen it in San Diego. Tents, yeah. 
Like, and that's I had, in San Diego. That's a that's considered a beautiful city. And it, and it was away from that stuff. It was it was a beautiful city, and I'd I'd go back. But that was the first time I had really seen like the tent cities and stuff like that. Like that is real. That's and how like, Denver is now. It was crazy. It was crazy. Like we have some here in St. Louis. We do. You go to a Cardinals game, you're going to see a few homeless people. Mm-hmm. Un- undeniable. There's one guy I've seen every single Cardinals game I've gone to in my life. I'm not even kidding. I don't know if he's actually homeless. Or if he's just trying to get money. There's no way. Or, I dude. swear to God, he's in the same spot. It's the same guy. I can literally picture him right now. But he 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 can't be homeless. There's no shot. I don't know. But anyway, it's like denying that there's a homeless problem. It's like denying that there's an immigration problem. Mm-hmm. You know? And so you're exactly right, Mitch. If they do complete the wall too fast, then his funding is gone. That's actually a really, really good point. If we literally put up a fifty foot wall along the entire border, like Mitchell said, there would be a zero issue at all, zero issues right. whatsoever with with immigration, right? Because every we could funnel everybody into as far one as location. illegal immigration, illegal goes. immigration, yes, illegal immigration, yes, because we could funnel everybody into one location on the border, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah, what are they going to do? Scale the fifty foot wall? If you do I'll, that, you're fine. To come yeah, in. you can come on in. Like, yeah, you're a beast. We yeah. want you on our team. <laughs> Put you right <laughs> in stress, special forces. Yeah, yeah. Call, call Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. But, like, I mean, real talk, though. Unless they're a World War Z zombie, they're not climbing a wall that's 50 right. foot tall. Right. I it's think it's the, simple. The big deal here is is none of us are against legal immigration. No, not the one big, bit. Not the, even The at big all. complaint and the, the uh, thing that comes to mind with us being in Missouri, I don't know why there's so many of these in Missouri, but all the, like, the expired plates, like when people have, like, the temporary, mm-hmm. like, plate, like, oh, the yeah, little yeah. paper oh, thing. Yeah. Like, I see them all the time, and they're literally, there's plates that are like four years expired. Yeah. And that means that person has not paid tax on that vehicle for since they got that temporary tax. Yeah. So the big complaint here, I guess with that point being is there's no contribution from illegal immigration, right? Right. There's no taxes being paid. You know, there's no well, contrib- votes for Democrats though. Yes. So well, that's of something. course. Come on. There has to be. <laughs> But there's no contribution back into society as a whole. You're not supporting right. roads. You're not supporting infrastructure. You're not supporting not any working. of that. Exactly. And yeah. I think that's the big complaint and why everyone should be against illegal immigration because it's not supporting society as a whole. Right. If you come here legally and you're paying taxes, great. That helps us grow as a country. Yeah. That provides money for better roads, which we have horrible roads. We have horrible bridges. We have horrible infrastructure in the U.S. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, it's sad to say, but there's no way around no, it. No, it's true, though. So that's why we will always encourage legal immigration because that provides funds for, hypothetically, a decent government to actually engage in those public projects. Right. Yeah. No, there's no doubt, dude. You're making excellent points there. But I, going back to your point there, we're not against... Legal, and it's not a race thing you either. Know, the legal immigrants are actually a lot of the times the most patriotic people there are. Absolutely, because, because they, they paid they their dues it. to get into this yeah, place. Yeah, right, right. And they, a lot of them, do escape communist countries like Venezuela or Cuba or Cuba. Cuba, Cuban Americans are like the most based Americans there are. There are it's a lot ridiculous. of ridiculous, yeah, yeah, especially down in Miami. There's a really, really good community of them down there. There yep. is, yep. But it has nothing to do with racism or not wanting more people in the country or anything like that. But what Mitch is saying, we want productive people in this country. That's a huge part of why we're growing our own business. We want to be productive members of society and we want to do it our way. Well, cause you know, so you, cause you've heard, you've heard stories about how, you know, like illegal immigrants, like even around Missouri will be on like construction sites like that. 
and they'll be sending that money back to their families. I'm sure you've heard of story, stories mm-hmm. like that. Illegal I've, immigrants? Yes. Like yeah. actual, like a lot of construction and landscaping companies will hire these illegal immigrants who are, they're considered technically over the border illegal still, and they'll just send money back to their families. Mm-hmm. But again, they're not paying taxes. They're not like, I guess they're sheltered by the company and whatnot. I've mm-hmm. never actually met any myself. I, at least I don't think so, unless I, I wouldn't have known, I guess. But that's what, to Mitchell's point right there, that type of stuff. Yes, they are working. Mm-hmm. They might be supporting that guy's company, but again, they're they're again just sending all that money away back to their country. And there's still just no morality to that. Ex- ex- exactly, and that's be- another be- huge because, part of this country. Because again, that is that is what you're what you're basing this around, and it's the legal immigration aspect and how that is a moral way to do it. Yeah, like that is that is how every single other country in the world works, unless it's like a failed state third world country, of course. Right. But that's a different story. But every other country has their borders, like you said, in Europe. Mm-hmm. Every other country has them in China, in South Korea, and what Canada. Canada's border is actually very strict. Mitchell and I, Mitchell and I went through it one time. When we traveled up there when we were younger. It is actually like pretty, pretty in depth yeah. for a country that you know is a bunch of pussies, to put it lightly. Right. Like they, they have a pretty strong border going yeah. on, and and again, all they have is America bordering it. So it's like. If it's just us bordering it, yeah, then it's obviously not a race thing. It's right. obviously just about having a secure border when right. it comes down to this. Stuff. I can't believe you guys played the sport of Canada, dude. I know that we played both sports of Canada actually, lacrosse and hockey. Mm. Lacrosse originated from the nat- natives up there in Canada. That explains a lot. Yeah, we're actually a uh, Fidel Trudeau. That's our side. Name. <laughs> yeah, what is it like? He's Fidel Castro's like son or something. Bro, like that. he like looks the... exactly like him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's does. wild. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. Oh, um, they, they probably sent him up there knowing Trudeau. Trudeau, I don't. I don't think Trudeau's a man though. I think he he's definitely a woman. I th- I don't yeah. even know what he is. He, he, he's he, vaccinated though. Are you sure about that? No, he definitely is he, not. They probably just put water into him or something. Yeah, like or, or, like, saline or saline or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's no way the people in our government are actually vaccinated. No. You know, you know what's interesting about Mitchell's point, though, because he's absolutely so. Going back to the money funneling with all this stuff and how like problems in our society feed the government money and lobbyists feed government money, that mm-hmm. type of stuff. I really am curious if, with our current system, if we can actually get anything that needs to be accomplished accomplished. Because as far as immigration, when it comes to immigration, when it comes to anything, mm. in my opinion, like I because like do we do we move do we move the needle at all, dude? I, on I don't know. I I do think. On the ground here, just normal citizens, I do think people are starting to wake up to what's going on. And that's encouraging, at least. Mm. But, you know, like we said earlier, until it's citizens in the government representing the citizens, it's a government for the people, by the people, of the people. And until we get back to that, we're never going to get anything actually done. I, like we will never ever get anything done until that happens, and I don't know if that'll ever happen in our lifetime because that's something that takes a long time. There are a lot of people in the federal government, a lot, and some of them, like the Supreme Court, are on there, are are in it for their entire life, mm. you know. So, or or they're eighty four years old, like Diane Feinstein, or however old she is, and she's being wheeled in. She, did you see that picture? She's in a wheelchair. Diane Feinstein, the senator, being wheeled into. Oh my gosh, being wheeled. She in. Looks like. Frankenstein, kind of. Oh yikes! And then Chuck, Chuck, well, I mean, dude, look, Chuck Grassley just got reelected for another. Chuck Grassley's like ninety-one, years. isn't he? Oh man, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. great, Grandpa. I, you right know there. what's crazy? I when what I was up, when Gramps? I was when I was going when I was going up to Iowa State and when I went to school there for two years, I heard people like talk about him and whatnot. And, like you know, some of the people that were more conservative would laugh at it, but then the people that were on the left would be like, "Why is this guy still in office?" And now I'm like, "Wow, I see why you guys were saying 
why is he still in office? Yeah. Because he's 91 fucking years old. Well, and again, look at... That's insane. Look at Biden. I mean, seriously. Like, he's not actually the president. Like, he's not actually running anything, obviously. But... Yeah. And he, he's just a puppet. But... Chuck, Chuck, Chip. <laughs> Dude, that was crazy. Yeah. yeah. Everything Chuck, he does. What, what are you eating, Biden? Chuck, Chuck, Chip. <laughs> I, it, it's something new every week, though. I don't, even, I don't even know what you guys are talking about. Dude, it was a crazy video of him eating ice cream. That's how he responded to the reporter. Oh, I'm God. not kidding. That's just yeah. horrendous. <laughs> but see, like that's that's the face of our country right now. That's what that's what the rest of the world thinks of us. And like, in reality, look at look at who heads our military. No, no doubt, people are coming up to the border, bro. They know they can just get in. Yeah, they know they can. Those, right. those seven hundred thousand, they know they can get right. in. Right. We sent fifteen hundred people down there, right? To like hopefully hold the masses back. Yeah. At some at some point in time, dude, it, what it's got to be is us citizens. Exactly. If if I'm a Texas, there there should be fifty thousand to a hundred thousand citizens on that border, armed, not letting anyone through. Bro, how many bad MFs are down there? Dude, the you, whole state you, should you, be exactly. You know, you, you know, you get a gang of dudes going. You've got down there Marcus Luttrell in your state. Get that dude leading a hundred thousand people. I think we'll be good. Heck, I'd, have I'd, him I'd lead, follow him. Have him lead the fifteen hundred. We might win. <laughs> Actually, though, yeah. yeah, literally, yeah, four guys against three hundred or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, ridiculous. Right, right. But I don't know. It, it it's scary. Hopefully, nothing happens. But I don't have a lot of faith that nothing's gonna happen. It, it's so hard to have faith with a lot of that stuff because. You know, it seemed well because we actually. I wanted to touch on this because Mitchell brought up Brownsville. Did you see what happened in Brownsville? Um, the mass shooting down there. there oh was yeah. A, the, and then there was also a a a van. I think we, I, I watched the video. I couldn't tell if it was a van. It doesn't matter what car it was, of course. And it ran over like a group of like seven to ten migrants or so. I think. Oh, yeah. I heard about this. I yep. didn't see it though. So but I, I, I was actually. I actually dove into both situations and basically what happened in the Brownsville. Sh- it's Brownsville, right? In yeah. the shooting, right, Mitchell? Okay, cool. Um, Brown and the in the Brownsville shooting, this guy you you watch in the video. Somebody had a, da- a dash cam on. It was horrible. And this guy just pulls his car up, opens his door, and starts spraying at the front of this the front of this mall, mm. the front of this the shopping center. And it ended up they started trying to target it as white supremacy yeah. right off the bat. Yeah, which is hilarious because yep. you look at the pictures of the dude. Both the men are Hispanic in this these scenarios. Both the men are Hispanic. Yeah, well, and they both have cartel connections. But they're trying to say that it's the same guy. Look at the pictures. Look at the body types. It's not the same person in these pictures they're we, showing. We know it's not the same person. Yeah. We know it's not. And neither one is white, like you just said. Exactly. Neither and one is white. And all the pictures the mainstream media showed the guy, they whitewashed the photo. They like, oh, fil- yeah. They filtered oh, yeah. it to make it look more yeah. white. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, just they, like they, they did they, with like, Joe Rogan. What, what is that? Yeah. What is that? Color grading? They pretty much color yeah. grade somebody's yeah, face. Yeah. When they down. made yeah, poor yeah. Joe look like he was green <laughs> when yeah. he had COVID. Oh, when, when yeah. When he took yeah, ivermectin yeah. and was like, hey, I took ivermectin. <laughs> and in, you know, in 30 hours or whatever yeah. it was, I'm completely fine. They tried to make him look like yeah. a freaking goblin. Like, they made him look like Shrek. Yeah. He does kind of look like Shrek. That's dude. He, he does actually look like Shrek. <laughs> that big ass head of his. Oh man, dude. I got. I got to ask him how his Get head, head me, got swamp. that big. <laughs> Get out, me swamp. <laughs> Gosh, dude. Yeah, that, I, that's I, actually I love, funny. I though. love how we can just joke about this. This is awesome, dude. Like this. This makes it so much more bearable to deal with the shit show that we, is our country. We can joke about it because we realize how dire of a situation yes. is, and we are confident that we can call it out. Yeah. And again, it goes back to the buddy thing. Of course, nothing's going to happen. I wonder why. Let's see where our priorities are. Um, where have we set up? I, I don't know, seventy-five billion in the past year. <laughs> it, I thought it was over a hundred. Now it's well, a lot. It, it well, might well, be over a hundred. What was yeah. that place called? 
Ukraine, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ukraine. Ukraine. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Something like that. Slava Ukraine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hunter, yeah. Hunter, no, Bi- Hunter Biden's play, play, playhouse. Yeah, yeah. No kidding. So we. Z- we Zelensky. The, the, yeah. The fact of the matter is, is until the majority of the population realizes where the government's uh, priorities. I guess, yeah. Priorities yeah. are. Yeah. Mm. You're not going to change. It's, it's with their pockets. Right. Yeah. You're, their priorities are with their pockets. It is. It is. And, and that goes for every one of them. Oh, Do, yeah. It doesn't matter if it's a 91-year-old senator, Chuck Grassley, and it doesn't matter if it's AOC and she's 28 years old or what, however right. old she is. Right. doesn't matter. Right. Because it's, it's the green. Yep. And, all those citizens of Texas need to vote with their wallets because they're losing money hand over fist yeah. because, 100% number one, they they're probably losing jobs. And they might to, be losing family members, too. Yes. Number one, they're going to probably be losing jobs to illegal immigrants. Okay. You're losing money there. Mm-hmm. Your roads are getting destroyed. Because of the, you know, massive numbers increasing in your state. Okay. You have to pay more for roads. I mean, take, take the DFW metro area, 22 million metro yep. person metro area. And then you have like turnpikes and toll roads everywhere just to support the road, mm-hmm. roads. So you're already paying taxes. You're already paying tolls. What's what next? are you just? And, you, and that's in Texas. They 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 market that place as if you don't pay taxes because you don't much. have like a state tax yeah, state, or something state, like that. State, but, it's a state but again, tax, yeah. Yeah, but again, you're gonna yeah. make it up somewhere else, right? Exactly. That money right. isn't yeah. just gonna. It's it's, it's, bu- it's bullshit that they are, they argue or like like market a state as like this haven of no state income tax or something like that. All the states are about money. Like it's like, yeah like it, yeah in, in reality like at some point in time they got to fund their pockets right well and I mean you are going to lose more in taxes in other states like New York and California yes, compared to sure. Missouri Texas and Florida are the big ones that yeah. are truly do have lower taxes yep but you're still getting railed but but again like you're yeah, still losing that's we, the point we are basically all government workers if you think about it we are all basically government typically workers. at least twenty five percent of the year I mean yeah because if you think about it. You're taxed when you get your paycheck, and then let's go. Let's say you go buy a new car. So then you're taxed when you buy that car. Mm-hmm. Then you're taxed when you go buy plates. Then you're taxed when you buy gas. Then you're taxed when you go buy groceries. Then you're taxed and you're taxed and you're taxed. You're really losing fifty percent or more of your income to government taxes. Like no one realizes that we're I, basically all government workers. You know, I wonder because. I wonder how many people actually realize that because I wonder how many people actually do pay taxes with that. I don't mean like fraud. I mean like if you're in a certain income bracket, I mean you pretty much avoid like well, poverty bracket and whatnot. Yeah. You pretty much avoid all the all the taxes. Yeah, and, whatnot. and there's obviously so, tax loopholes, and if you're able to to use those, use them. Well, like use that. Yeah, t- definitely don't tell it to Bezos because he'll keep doing it. Well, yeah. but I mean, it, it's there for a reason. Yes, even Trump Trump did it too. All these wealthy people, a large reason as to why they're wealthy is because they know how to use those tax loopholes. Like, no, I'm yep. creating this money. I'm making this money. I'm keeping it. Yeah. I don't necessarily see anything wrong with that. Now, if you're committing fraud or you're doing things, you know, immorally and stuff like yep. that, of course, Scumbag it's a different activities. story. Yeah, it's yes. a different story. Of course, yeah. that's a different story. Mm-hmm. And and with Bezos, you know, why is Amazon still operating, operating at full capacity during what's supposed to be a pandemic? Mm. But, you know, your locally well, owned store down the road shut he, down. He's, he's got... He's got his new girlfriend. He's jacked now, so it's, say, it's he's okay. Got, he's got jacked. Yeah, yeah, so he is. Maybe he's based. Yeah. <laughs> based Amazon. <laughs> I'm dead, dude. The thing is, though, is like what what it really go, comes down to is remember what George Washington said. They had to like convince him I to didn't run know him. again. I didn't know him. You, you didn't know him personally. No, I didn't. Huh. I didn't have the opportunity to meet I, him. I, I chatted with him, but you know that's, that's okay. Yeah. Um, 
But um, what they literally had to convince him to run for another term, yeah, for four years. Mm-hmm. That's the type of politician we want. Yeah, all of those That's guys it. that created those documents at the beginning of our country were all normal. They're dudes. all savages, for, uh, They're all farmers, bad lawyers, like 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 stuff like that. Yeah, you know. Normal people, yeah. not all, career politicians. high testosterone beast. Other than the fact they're missing their teeth. That's because fair. they you came know. from a place where they they learned the where what power does to you mm-hmm. when you have it for a long time. Yeah. Hence and that's, the king. And that's AKA the, the British Empire. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's the point we're getting to now. Like earlier you mentioned failed state, third world country. Guys, we're not that far off from that. Well, we're not that far off from the 1984 George Orwell. Oh, book. we're we're 100 in that. Yeah, we're 100 yeah. well, in that. We're in, yeah, we're in the process of building towards that. Like, because I think we're coming to Ministry of Truth level, like with the restrict ban now oh, too. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, let everybody in, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Surveillance. Del- state dilute our country that. by right. bringing a bunch. Of, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. All cultures diluted. Surveillance state. Yeah, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. So that and that's the truth. That it. But if we don't have citizens actually join us in this and we don't have, you know, citizens organized to some, to some level at some point in time, it we're, we're not going to change anything. Yeah. Like that's, that's the truth of the matter because like, like you said, and I think Andy said in his podcast, as did you say this without the hundred thousand people, he said that should be organizing hundred thousand Texas and citizens that should be organizing. Uh, the border. He either said a hundred thousand yeah. or 200,000. I don't know how, like that's why I threw out 50 to a hundred. Yeah. Cause I feel like that's probably a little more likely. If anything, yeah, but yeah, like I don't know. There should be more than one. I could tell you that, <laughs> but I don't know. Like, yep. I think we do actually have some Texas listeners, so you guys should gather a bunch of people and go guard the border. You know, and for those of you that are in other states, including here in Missouri, don't think this doesn't affect us here, guys. Okay, because when you walk out of your your neighborhood or you walk out of your grocery store and there's 200 people chilling outside of that door. Who knows what might happen to you? Mm-hmm. What might happen to your family? What might happen to your community? You know, that's yeah. real stuff. Yeah, that's that's the thing is like, you know, how can you be of service? You know, can maybe you can ask some Border Patrol agents how you can be of service too if you know any uh, yeah, and whatnot. Right. Those of you that know Border Patrol agents, like ask them, what can we do? Right. Start passing that message on. You don't have to say mm-hmm. it's from a Border Patrol agent, of course. You know, don't dox them and whatnot. Sure. But, you know, maybe chat with them, the ones yeah. of you that do know the Border Patrol agents and whatnot. How can how can we help? Get that message out. Yeah. You know, so we can at least start having an idea of where we can go from here. Right. You know, because there is hope. There is hope. It's yeah, just there that has to be. There is hope. It's just, it's just tough to see it because the media, yeah. fr- you know, throws everything on our face. Sure. And we see 700,000 people at our border. Right. That's, it's pretty, it's pretty scary, but yeah. there are steps we can take to continue to generate that hope too. Yeah. And you can't yeah. let the, let the fear of all this, because I get it guys. Like it's a lot. It's very stressful. I, I almost have to like limit myself into looking at all of this type of stuff because it's just like, there is no hope is how it makes you feel. But that's the goal too. That's the goal is to make you feel like there's no hope so that you don't do anything. Yep. What you have to remember and what you have to be willing to do is take action. Take action. Get out of your comfort zone and and put your opinions out there and, and see who else will join you in your opinions and in your action because I guarantee you, you're not alone. We had to do that. Okay? It took take us a, a little take while. Take action. Yeah. yeah. It, it took us a little while to really put our opinions out there as far oh, as the yeah. current event stuff goes because we're like, is anyone going to agree with us? A it's, lot of it people still do. does, dude. It's it's still a tough battle to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And because so many people think it's so far out or so ridiculous, like oh, there's no way that there's no way there's seven hundred thousand people gathering at the port. Yeah, there is. There's there's no way there's there's pedophiles touching kids and they're trying to normalize that. Same thing. Right. 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 Absolutely. They make they make it sound far out purposely. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So, guys, at the end of all of our episodes, Mitchell will ask us a Q&A question yep. that comes from you guys, the listeners or the viewers. Um, you guys can submit those to our email, which is extrications at gmail.com. You can DM them to us on Instagram. Um, you can text them to us individually. You can talk to us in person, leave a comment on YouTube, whatever you want to do. But um, he will always pick one out and ask us a Q&A question. Yeah. So, Money Mitch. So being honest, this was not a Q&A question from a listener. Oh, okay. This was a Q&A question generated by myself because... <laughs> I love the way he's, he's tell, talking about this. <laughs> because Wurtz was doing a really good job of saying we need hope. And I just felt this way ought to be the whole episode. We were, you know, dropping some big heavy rants because this stuff is stressful and we need to find a way to give people hope. And I think this question can kind of provide that value and give real life um, things we can do to hopefully improve situations like this, right? So the question goes, what ethical considerations should be taken into account when making decisions about immigration policies. So I'd say give each of you two real-world life examples of what the U.S. government as a whole could do to correct some of these issues. Give people ideas, give people suggestions that may fix this problem, what people can do in their own lives, stuff along those mm. Now, are you saying, so you're saying in their own lives, but you're not just talking policy here? No. Okay, you're not just talking, you're talking like actual steps people can take. Yes. Um, and I think, I, I wanted I wanted to ask this question because I don't want everyone to listen to this episode and think we're just, you know, these horrible negative people. We need to give solutions. We can't just complain about the problem. We have to provide like, solutions yeah, as well. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think first of all, you got to have pride in your country. You got to have there's got to be patriotism. Yeah. And and patriotism has also been something that's been painted as, you know, racist or or whatever else. And that like that is so stupid. That's so stupid. Like I'll give you a great example in sports. It doesn't matter the sport. But in sports, all of these guys and girls that play for a team here in the US, a professional team, are always representing their home country. I'll just use baseball as an example because that's the easy one for me. A lot of Hispanic players in baseball, mm -hmm. all levels. I had roommates in college that were from Venezuela. They've got the Venezuelan flag. They're all flag. Really good too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They also, no, they stole some shit from me, but and that's been proven. Oh damn but, it! But anyway, it. but anyway, <laughs> not all Venezuelans are thieves. I'm not. It was just funny, but <laughs> they were. They were badass baseball players. There's no doubt. But they have the Venezuelan uh, flag on their gloves. Guys in the big leagues have Venezuelan or Cuban or Dominican flags on their gear mm -hmm. and all this stuff. They have pride in their country, and no one bats an eye at it. But anytime someone here in the U.S. has pride about the U.S. or is patriotic about the U.S., they're painted as you know far right or you know Trump. You know you love Trump and and you're racist and you must you must hate all black people and all this other bullshit. And it's just like, no, I just love this freaking flag right here. Like, I love that red, white, yep. and blue. I love the Constitution. Yeah. I love what this country provides. Absolutely. So I think it's... This badass country. It's it's having pride in your country and not being afraid to have pride in your country and to be patriotic. And and I don't mean that as your stereotypical, 
you know, Fourth of July shooting fireworks in a tank top, even though that is me every year. I, I will say, say that. Like, I'm, I'm all about that yeah, too. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, I got guns. I got to show them off. Well, you know yeah, what I mean? but <laughs> you know, one ninety six, ten percent body fat, no big deal. <laughs> hey, know. we're not ten percent yet. Yeah. No, 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 that's Shut cap. Up. That's you're cap. Ten, you're ten percent. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think that's number one for me, and I think number two is we kind of mentioned this earlier, but voting with your wallet, and is where are you spending your money? Nice. Um, spend your money with with local companies in your community, U.S. based companies. Even if that's just apparel, there's several apparel brands that we support. First Form being a big one, but there's other ones too that are based in California or are based in Texas, mm-hmm. um, based in Omaha, Nebraska. Or- Origin's another one. I'm about to buy a gi from them. Origin, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Another that's Jocko's they are brand. purely U.S. based. Yeah, everything they make, everything All their they're jeans, American boots, cotton, and everything, whatever, yep. everything yep. there. Yeah. So voting with your dollars, too. So not spending all of your money on Amazon. I get it. Sometimes it's really hard not to order stuff from Amazon. Sure. I do. I do use Amazon for a lot. Okay. But when I can and when there's stuff that I know I'm going to be using and I want quality, I'm staying here in the U- in the U.S. You know? So as much as you can, stay in the U.S. with your dollars. I like that. You know? That's great, dude. Those are two really solid ones. Nationalism is actually another thing with patriotism. Like mm-hmm. that word sounds like, you know, a lot of the times they correlate it with Nazi. Sure. Being nationalistic about your country is also a really good yeah. thing. It's, just, it's very similar to patriotism, of yeah. course. But yeah. I think that's another word included in there that can be really mm-hmm. used as a positive thing. Definitely. Um, my first one, I would have to say, is surround yourself with like-minded people. Start mm-hmm. having these conversations right off the bat. Start having conversations about solutions you can have. Obviously, that's a pretty overarching one. But you know, we're trying to have conversations with you guys through this. But it's always better to have those conversations in person. Because sure. a lot of, in my opinion you can always be more productive in person with that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So find a group of like-minded people. That's why, again, we we even support First Form. We were friends with a lot of First Form people because they are America-based and they are very much so solution-based and forward-thinking people. Yeah, and proud of this country. Proud of this country. Yeah. So, And it's the same thing with every other guy that we support that is an American, good American, cares about this country, patriotic. We surround ourselves with those people. Even the men's nights are a good example of that yeah. for us. That's important for us to have that right. type of stuff. Well, I mean, dude, another just another staying with the first form thing. We were at the Supplement Superstore's customer barbecue thing, you know, a couple weekends ago. Look at how it started. They had a huge American flag flying from this huge badass eighteen wheeler tow truck, and they stopped everyone in their tracks. And we did the national anthem right there in the middle of a huge parking lot. Cars driving all the way by. There was a Black Lives Matter protest going on down the road. We stopped all everything. White people. And yeah, it was all white people doing this Black Lives Matter. I oh, it was so yeah. We, yeah. we talked about it. Yeah. We yeah, talked yeah. about it with Ian Smith. Yes, that Ian Smith. Oh um, my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> what was that? I don't know. Sorry, I said a moment, guys. Um, it's like meeting Taylor Swift or something like that. <laughs> Sit her fan eighth grade girl. girl. No, no Taylor Swift. No, shit, but anyway, please. staying on the point yeah. here. The whole thing started with the national anthem outside in this huge parking lot, cars driving by, like that is being proud of the country. You know, things like that. And everyone stopped. That's awesome. And hand over the heart, like all of it. It was it was awesome. Dude, you and I literally ran up to to put our hand I over know. the heart. We so we get a view of the flag. Because I heard yeah. I was like, dude, we gotta get up there to do the anthem. Yeah. Like we gotta get we're, up there. We're, we're yeah. running at full speed, dude. <laughs> up there. And Let me awesome. put my hand over my heart. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Looked like the cop from uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. <laughs> oh, man. That dude was cooking in that scene. Absolutely flying in okay. that scene, dude. Anyway, number two for you. Let's, <laughs> come on. Let's get this wrong. <laughs> that was awesome, though. Oh, Who my god. Who gave gosh. that guy a mic? Um, number two. I mean, I was, I, I guess, kind of half and half here. But number two, I was going to say, is also self-educate yourself on this stuff mm. because it is it is important to like we mentioned that we went to Fox News Politico and then NBC 
that's that's one way to do it. But you could even go to like you know raw journalism type of uh, sites to do that. Like breaking breaking points. I mentioned to you words mm-hmm. before this with Sagar and then Crystal. They're they're a great like unbiased type of show. Yeah. Um, you can find you know journalists that aren't sponsored by you know establishment media and whatnot yeah. that you can search on. Um, the other one, and again, like this, this is purely a big thing for me. I, I really believe that, um, practicing your second amendment is really important. I really do. Especially like when, if, if we're talking about, we were talking about like how crime continues to increase and whatnot. A lot of the times border crossings, like if you're talking like actual, you know, hands-on protection, practice that second amendment, train with your firearms. Again, like I, Wurtz and I are big and, and Mitch for that matter, of course. We're big advocates of the Second Amendment, mm-hmm. um, and if if a situation arises where you have to protect your family, have to protect yourself, it's better to have a firearm in that situation. Definitely. Especially with we 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 don't know again, like I said, with with possible cartel members coming over, we 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 can't vet these people coming over to the border. Right. So of course, you know we have issues in our own country right now that again we need to handle. Um, but added on top of that is these border crossings that can. Oh yeah, it's you know, absolutely one of those problems. It, yeah, yeah exactly. No yeah. Now, and and I'm kind of referring to the crime, like you know, that stems from this country originally, sure, not sure. just stems from over the border and the cartel mm-hmm. and whatnot. But 100, percent I think within that, educate yourself. I think educating yourself and training with firearms is extremely important, so you're competent to protect yourself when a scenario arises or etc. Like, and then hopefully you can help train friends as well, and you guys can sure. make sure you guys are all competent, etc. Educating so. yourself about firearms. Yes. Don't just don't yes. don't just pull up to the gun store. Hey, can I have this pistol? And then they give you a high point. Yeah. <laughs> and you never and you've never shot a gun before. It's a dog don't, shit pistol. Don't don't do that shit. Yep. Right. Take a class. Go to the range consistently. Yep. Be part of the community. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't don't just buy a gun and wave it around and say you're good to go. Right. Not. right. Yeah. Hundred yeah, percent. That's yeah. It's 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 unacceptable if you buy a firearm and you don't actually train with it and you're not actually like sure. well versed in how the firearm works. Right. How to no. take it. How to take it apart. How to load the thing, yep. etc. Clean it. Clean it. Clean it. Yes. Yeah. That's a lot of and times like knowing how to clean one. it. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. that that can be that can be at first when you first learn it, you're like, I feel, won't this be annoying? Once you get the hang of it, it's not. Yeah, it's not so bad. It's kind of fun, honestly. Yeah. Taking it apart, putting it it Yeah, it feels like you're being, it's a productive task, 100%. But in general, guys, like being very, again, because firearm safety, we're never going to be those people that are shown as not encouraging firearm safety. Mm -hmm. And it is so important if you're going to purchase a legal firearm that you actually train with it and you're well-versed with it. Because, so you don't end up hurting somebody else, hurting yourself. You actually use the firearm correctly if the scenario calls for it. Yep. So yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Well, guys, this was a, an action-packed episode. We talked a lot about what's going on here. This is a very, very important topic, um, very, very important subject here. And and really listen to this and then go and do your own research. Like his second point there, educate yourself on this topic. Because if you had never heard of Title 42 before, like go check us. You know, Go do your own research, figure out what it is, and uh, learn about the situation going on down in Texas. So, yeah. guys, please continue sharing the shows. Uh, Instagram, Spotify, Apple Music, they all make it super easy to share the show. So please continue doing that, sharing it to your stories. Mm. Talk to your friends and family about it. Send it to those people. Um, We want to get more and more people listening to the podcast, listening to our messages. We are continuing to grow, and we love that, and we appreciate that so much, guys. So we want that to continue. 
Yeah, remember, guys, Untapped is also on Twitter and YouTube as well. Mm -hmm. So if you guys are subscribing on there, like it, because the likes help us get in algorithms a ton. Oh, yeah. Whenever you guys like those videos, that's why Words will go on there, and, and I'll go on there and actually like the videos on our personal accounts as well mm -hmm. to help with that algorithm so you guys can see it. Yep. But anytime you guys can do that, even if you like some tweets that we put out and whatnot, um, whether or not you're on YouTube, you had that comment for you know a question, a Q&A, like we Definitely. said, instead of DMing us if you want. Um, that helps us in those algorithms as well, along with sharing the show. Yep, so, yeah, no doubt. Guys, until next time, peace and love. Thanks, guys.